Hey everyone, Joe here at the top of episode zero of our Impossible Landscapes playthrough. Uh, this is just us making the characters before we actually get into the play. Uh, so if you're not into that, please feel free to skip ahead. I know some people don't like episode zeros and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to skip straight to the action, so that's next episode. Uh, bear with us on the audio quality. This is way before we got a better setup, and we were still brand new to this. We didn't really know what we were doing, uh, but I promise uh, the audio quality gets better as we go along. The story, super strong, though. Stay with us on that. Anyway, let's get into session zero. Well, guys, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since we've uh, since we last played. When did we last? When did we last even get together? Was that over a year ago? No, probably not. Really not. No. Like, yeah, it. It was last week, Joe. Jeez. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I I suffered a traumatic brain injury in the meantime. <laughs> I lost. Have you lot. been riding with your left hand again? <laughs> so we are here, back in the wide, wide world of Delta Green. Are you guys excited? Yeah, apprehensive, maybe. Okay, mm -hmm. fair enough. The music is concerning, but ruminous. <laughs> ruminous. I feel I feel ruminous. Which is relaxing everything. and ominous? Yes. I'm actually, um, I feel randy and ominous. It's still ominous, though. Mm -hmm. Subgenre. See, that's the, that's the problem. The distinction is, uh, is important. So, uh, so you guys have had some, some character ideas, right? And uh, so, well, so let's start first with kind of like where we're coming from. Um, like I said, this is being streamed, recorded, so maybe one day it becomes a thing. So I am Joe. I am going to be the handler of this operation. We are running, gentlemen, none other than Delta Green Impossible Landscapes. Ooh. Nice. Woo. And uh, I don't know if you can see it on there. I do like that close. art. You look real yeah. close. See, there's something in the background there. A little teaser Wait. of things to come. Oh, is that like oh, a bathroom? Oh, let me go to the Discord and see that. I think you can actually see it on the Roll20. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Roll yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. It looked like a Loki or something. Yeah. yeah. So my, my mm -hmm. first question to you guys, actually. So we ran the control group scenario, or the control group campaign, I guess you'd call it, technically. So we ran that to get everyone, and we ended up in Wormwood Arena, where you guys' characters uh, investigated the Harmonious Bliss cults, got to the bottom of that, um, only committed a little bit of mass murder. Um, just did their toes in. Did your toes oh, wow. a little bit of mass murder, but, you know, oddly enough, still did the mission. Completed the mission, I would say, satisfactory. <laughs> um, but, and throughout all that, you know, you guys are now going into a new adventure and this this thing's a doozy you know each one of these i would say that each one of these four operations is going to be longer than wormwood arena was i'm gonna go so far as to say even maybe significantly longer so we're in this for a long haul gents it's gonna be uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it my first question to you guys is what do you guys know about the king in yellow if anything i think everything i know about it is from True Detective Season 1 and um, Glass Cannon Strange Aeons playthrough where they just like 
touch on it. I don't actually know. It's like a The King in Yellow is a play that supposedly if you read it, you go insane. That's about as much as I know. Yeah, I didn't know that either. All my knowledge comes from True Detective as well, and it's just like a obscure reference in that. Yeah. Yeah. John I know he has Gerber. a name, and it's Carcosa. Or it's Carcosa is somehow affiliated with the King in Yellow. I think that affiliated with the King in Yellow is the best way to put it, because there are different descriptions, and there are different fictions. Like, it's kind of like... Like, at this point, the King in Yellow has kind of become kind of in the way that vampires maybe once upon a time were very narrowly uh, like defined as being specifically you know like what came out of Dracula right but the lore has diverged so much on what makes a vampire and the King in Yellow has done a very similar thing um, Robert Chambers wrote it he wrote it before Lovecraft Lovecraft actually took a lot of uh, like actually read a lot of his stuff and took a lot of um, there's a word for it that's slipping my mind uh, but he read it yeah, inspiration. inspiration yeah he took a lot of inspiration from it and but yeah so I would say from this point on I would dissuade any of you from looking any further into the King in Yellow Carcosa or anything like that like if something comes up be like nope not, I can't I can't spoilers yeah, yeah. so that. So, like, because the, like I said, and this particular, um, like, brand of King and Yellow lore and stuff like that is, like, a, some of it is very, very specific to Delta Green. That's nowhere else. Um, this operation is actually an old operation um, that was actually rewritten and updated and generated for the new Delta Green game because the old Delta game was actually a setting for the Call of Cthulhu game. It was just a modern setting for Call of Cthulhu, but now it's its whole new game and stuff like that. So yeah, um, and John, you said you've never heard of anything about the King in Yellow. No, I did a cursory Wikipedia, but then I was like, nope, this is all I need. I'm good. Okay. Mysterious enough. Mysterious enough, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I really do like what True Detective did with it, though. John, if you haven't seen True Detective season one, make it a priority. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, but the cool thing about True Detective Season 1 is it's always on the periphery as this like passing strange thing that <clears throat> seems to have tendrils but it's never addressed which keeps it scary yeah, yeah. for sure you know, the, you know the second you see the monster it's not scary anymore right so but yeah um, so yeah so that's what we're doing we're going to be getting into a wide world, the Delta Green world of intrigue, conspiracy, and the unnatural. Um, now, we are in 1995 and are um, take place in New York. And I asked you guys to get some character ideas together. Uh, I think that Brad had decided that he wanted to do um, more of the, the agent role, to take a role as a a federal agent, uh, and then that, and then uh, Dace and John, you guys were both want to do some of the other special specialist roles. Uh, so I already talked to Dace a little bit about it. And we'll talk again, but so Brad, why don't you start us out? Tell us a little bit about uh, your character. Who's what was the name? 
Hank Ellis. Was that it? Um, okay, yeah, we're doing character introduction. Hank Ellis. Uh, so we're we're going to still build some a, stuff. This is a session. This is a still like a, this is like halfway session zero, halfway session one. We're going to try to do some gameplay. Gotcha. But we're doing some. Oh, yeah. Hank Ellis is a U.S. Marshal from Newman, Georgia. His grandfather was a deputy. His father was a sheriff, so he decided to do one better and become a U.S. Marshal. All right. And, uh, uh, yep, that's him. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I guess the whole background is like, so uh, he joined when he was 25, and one of his first assignments was uh, driving a, a fugitive across state lines, and uh, started. It was the dead of night, and started seeing some. Uh, the fugitive had killed several people, uh, transformed to another jail. Said a radio in his head told him to do this stuff. And it was only him driving down this road, and he saw some lights in the sky, kind of looked like a circle or something, another, and uh, a white light. And I woke up in the middle of the desert, nude as the day I was born. <laughs> and and shortly after that, got contacted by the organization, and 20 years have passed. And nothing supernatural has happened since. So how how old is um how old is Hank? Forty five. Okay, all right, forty five. So, um, so, so Hank had an experience with the supernatural. Um, Basically, an alien abduction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and so that was in the sixties, right? So because it's, well, it's nineteen uh, sorry, it's nineteen ninety five so. now, so that'd be in the seventies, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, interesting. So, just just real quick, when was the Roswell incident? <laughs> uh, that was uh, before seventy, surely. Close. It was in forty-seven. Okay, so it was a long time. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. Um, Okay, they had an interesting experience. So, do you think that Hank Ellis has ever done any other operations, or do you think that for these last twenty years he's been like a Delta Green friendly and that kind of thing? Yeah, I, I mean, I imagine he hasn't done any operations. He was just contacted because of that, you know, gave the briefing, whatever uh, entails when you get initiated, but hasn't right. like had anything supernatural ha- happen since. Okay. Well, it's like, you know, and maybe because he's a U.S. Marshal, he's a part of the Special Operations Group, I believe, which is like the U.S. Marshal SWAT team. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they've tapped you a few times for equipment or for you to do some research for them, you know, like run something through the database. So maybe you've mm-hmm. had some some feelers here, you know, back and forth at Delta Green, but uh, but no big missions. This would be your first mission. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right. All right. Nice. Uh, John, John, who are you bringing to the table, Mr. Uh, Benedict Farthington? Yes. Yes. Benedict Simon Farthington, that is. Uh, Uh, Yes. Yes. Let's not just, let's not mix wires here. 
Uh, Benedict Farthington has been a, a British uh, national, uh, previously from Oxfordshire, and he grew up in a, in a small little countryside just outside uh, the, the, the town of Oxfordshire. Um, grew up to, uh, to be a little bit of a bully at the St. Alley's College for Boys, and uh, as he aged, his naturally aggressive proclivities were diminished as the harshness of the small community came to suppress him. Uh, but he did understand how to more eagerly manipulate and control people uh, uh, with this greater understanding as he got older. But needless to say, he uh, grew into the role of an editor-in-chief at the Daily Mail, which is a short little short little read in the UK. And uh, he continues to provide his services there as the editor-in-chief. Um, he was approached by Delta Green when one errand day he sat outside on a rainy, rainy UK day and was approached by a man who gave him a pamphlet and it was a yellow crippled piece of paper and before he even had a chance to read it it was snatched from his hands by a man with glasses and he was whisked away and inducted into the Delta Green as a friendly. Huh. Okay. What kind so of even, and that's all he knows. Even he doesn't work? know what was on the paper. Well, yeah. What kind of work have you been doing with Delta Green as a friendly? What kind of support? Because it sounds like you were like a. So when you say you were you were a writer for the Daily Mail, is that right? Yeah, ed- editor in chief. Editor. Editor in chief. Okay, so that's yeah. that's, that's not nothing. So yeah, yeah. that's that's something. But uh, yes, the the Daily Mail is a bit of a. It's, it's it's not where the ground truth of news comes from. It's more the fringe stories that we okay. deal with. And uh, Delta Green has so far just asked to be kept abreast of what those stories look like. Okay. So what so what skill set does um you know I think it's I think it's pretty obvious what kind of skill set that someone who might be a U.S. Marshal might bring to the to the game. Uh, what is what is Benedict? Bring to the game. What does he? What does he bring? What skill set does he bring to Delta Green that they've utilized thus far? Mm-hmm. Well, I think his. Uh, I think he knows how to manipulate perspective on mass, and mm. I think he is. He understands how to control, manipulate people in general, and that's why he's become a valuable asset because he can be a bit of a spearhead for the community yeah uh, Delta Green definitely appreciates someone who knows how to oh, they do. Uh, spin a story that's for sure <laughs> so oh, I mean that's awesome like that's I mean that is like that's a perfect fit I'd say mm-hmm. um, so what about so Dace what are you bringing to this game who who else is joining us today <clears throat> Uh, hi, my name is Benji Potts. I'm a oh, musical historian. Uh, specifically, I study the blues with an emphasis in boogie woogie. I got my bachelor's degree uh, at the University of Mississippi, and now I study at Juilliard. And my mama says I have a heart of gold. Pleased <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> so, um, <laughs> Benji, Benjamin, I guess. Uh, yeah. or, Benji, yes. Um, yeah. So Benji's at, at Juilliard, um, and he's right. a he's a professor or an adjunct or. I'm just a student. I'm working on my masters. Work on your masters, okay. That's right. All right. So, um, <laughs> actually, I I should have asked Benedict this. Uh, so we'll swing back around here in a second. Or no, Benedict did describe to us his encounter with, with the supernatural, as far as he knows, that he's been read in after um, what happened on the street that day. So Benji is a is a historian of the blues. He's like a music historian. What happened to Benji that made Delta Green take a notice? Well, when I was in Mississippi, I went to Cleveland down to a particular crossroads. One Mr. Robert Horton went and reportedly sold his soul to the devil. And now to the right of passage and saw some stuff that I might not ought to see. It's holding me for many days. That took an interest in the supernatural. <laughs> now I'm writing my dissertation on, on, the, uh, on the unearthly and the ethereal and its crossover with the blues. <laughs> All right, so you retracted. You, so your study of this kind of thing, and you, maybe your digging, has attracted uh, some attention from Delta Green. We talked the other day, and it's like maybe one day Benji went into his small office that he's been given as a graduate student, and there were you know some men digging through his papers. Exactly, janitor's closet. It's amazing that we can all fit in there at once. <laughs> all right. But um, yeah. So, so what does Benji bring to the table? Well, I play a million six string. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah, all? Okay. That's it. Real, real, real. <laughs> <laughs> this is a wild card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! All right. <laughs> that is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like he is just a great guy, you know, just overall, just the heart of gold. <laughs> the heart of gold. All right, so we have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start my my paper notes here. I've got Benji. I've got not Finnegan. Sorry, Benedict, and old Hank. Three of you. All right, so let's get down to some uh, some character creation stuff here. Then, um, I think a lot of it has been done. Have you guys filled in your skills and stuff? Yeah. No. Okay. I have. You have not? Uh-oh. Make him roll for sanity. Right. <laughs> um I think yeah, so for the do you have the player's handbook uh there with you? Um Golly, I know I downloaded it. Let's see. It might be easier actually if I just read it off read off the stats and you put it in pretty quick okay. that might be actually like faster I do have it pulled up now but yeah shoot alright uh, da, da, da. hold on I have to find it real quick here these are all federal agencies I need the other ones because da, da, da. I'm having trouble finding where the historian 
kept in here. Actually, it might not be in here. It might be in the other documents. It might be in the Google. I think I got it. It's under anthropologist or historian. Uh, you study humanity. You're concerned with patterns that emerge over time across land masses, cultures, language groups. It might page be a number seven. cruncher, elder worker. Uh, 20. Yeah, I'm on page 27 for his stats, I think. Anthropology or historian. Okay, on the handler's guide. Professional skills. I'm on agent's handbook. Page 27? No. Uh, no. Agent's Handbook, page 20. Oh, 20. But that's Sorry. just yeah, with the yeah, professional yeah. skills. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is fine. All right. Um. So, Dace, yes. you ready? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, pick either anthropology or archaeology and put that at 50. Right. <clears throat> Bureaucracy of 40 noise okay now i'm gonna let you choose here do you want to put you're gonna have an opportunity here to take a foreign language and a music skill one can be 40 one can be 50 which do you think is more important to benji oh definitely music skill all right so then put your music at 50 under art okay and then uh and then pick yourself a foreign language and where about uh okay foreign languages and other skills yeah. Um, what foreign language would Benji know? Cajun, Italian, opera. I don't know. Cajun, <laughs> Cre- Creole French. <laughs> if, you, actually, if you if you if you just straight up don't think that, that it, Benji, if you just think that's not a thing, then take those forty points and take that forty and put it somewhere. Do you think that is applicable to Benji once we're done? Okay, I'll just keep that in mind. Okay. Put it in music Hist- again. It's 90% music. <laughs> 100% music, yeah. Um, history, 60. Makes sense. All right. Occult, 40. Also makes sense. Persuade, 40. Okay. All right. Now, you can pick two of these and add them. You can take... Uh, you already have anthropology. Uh, you take archaeology at 40, human it at 50, navigate at 50, ride at 50, search 60, survival 50. All right. those. Okay, I'm going to do human at, what was it, 50? Yep. And what were the ones after human? Uh, human, navigate, ride, search, survival. What is ride? exactly what it sounds like. Like Ride a horse? Piggies. <laughs> just a horse? Not just horses, but like to ride things. Not like the bus. Like, I'm a really effective... I always find a good seat that's not next to someone yes, weird. You I was... I had it in his backstory that he's, a, he's an Eagle Scout, so it would definitely be survival. Okay. Uh, and that was what in survival? 50. Okay. And if you don't want a foreign language, you can put a 40 in something. Hmm. Is it cheap to say that he was in the um, <laughs> battle thing that was like, well, back in high school, I was in the raffle club, and 
Every week we'd have a different raffle. Everybody would throw their name in. And one week I won a gun and I learned how to shoot it pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you're a historian. I think a 40% in firearms is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Uh, you want to jack up your firearms. You know, like, I, I think that 40 might be a bit high. Your firearm starts at 10. I think, or is it start at twenty? I don't remember. Um, I'm at fifty <clears throat> in firearms. But you're a federal agent. <laughs> yeah, so I know. Well, I'm just giving that for reference. <laughs> for reference. Yeah, why don't you take? Why don't you take? Uh, I, I don't I, know. I'm not, I don't think I'm gonna do firearms. I think I'd rather okay. play it truer to the character. Let me just. Just why? What if he puts it in unnatural? What is unnatural? No. No. Okay. <laughs> That's not how unnatural works. Well, he he seems quite so unnatural. Navigate. So, uh, what does. about what about what about something like search? Like search is very applicable to a historian who's you know like learning how to do things like that. You know? Okay. Or, yeah, or hell, it is ninety five. You could drop a little bit in computer science. You know, if like you're doing some Windows ninety five action. I kind of like that too. Um, would search be like going to a library and searching for stuff or is it like searching it could be used for that intelligence could be used for that kind of thing too you could also use your history skill for that kind of thing like specifically for libraries like it depends on what you're looking up at the library but search is more broad okay I'll go with search so I can add 40 to that yeah or make it 40 make it 40 okay. right. you were saying something John no. okay and then for also for Brad and John, like if you have anything in your character that you're looking at your sheet and the stats and you're like, I don't really know if that's me. Like I don't know if I don't know if that's Benedict. I don't know if that's Hank. Like like let me know. Like if you wanna if you wanna adjust some stuff around, like hey, do either of you guys have any does either of your guys have any hobbies? You know? Like uh maybe they play the spoons and you guys get together with Benji and just go all out. Mm-hmm. I'll think about time. that. Yeah. Sorry, nothing um, on my side. He's got <laughs> okay. uh, military science, and he did have a hobby of studying uh, ancient British firearms, or you know, last century firearms. But that's military science. But it could also be Actually, history. What, what does military science? What is? Military science is like how to, um, how like tactics. Like it could be history. It could be like what is that? Like what weapon would be best here? Like what like military, you know, non-civilian weapon it is. Like it's broad. Like a lot of the stuff is up yeah. to. There's a lot of, a lot of debate. Uh, like the house. He effectively read the art of war at some point, and now he's got forty minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm you're a military tactician, right? All right, so let's roll everyone's stats real quick, and then we'll talk about bonds. How about that? Wait, okay. So the way stats are going to work is you're... Okay, do you guys want to roll them, or do you want to assign points? Roll. We got to roll. Got to roll. All we right, like to gamble or... Yeah. All right, so, um, so remember, Brad, Brad, which slash is a slash in roll 20? It's not a backslash, it's a forward slash. Okay. That's, I, I believe in you. Uh, I still don't know what, what's forward and what's backwards, but... 
I'll try. Got so much backslash from that backslash. Right. The one that's by the, the one that's with the question mark is the one you want. Gotcha. Um, so, like, there's a little man and his head is going forward. And it's like, oh, that's the forward slash. Forward. <laughs> yeah, sure. Backslash. Oh, uh, well, what if he's upside down and his head's going backwards? I don't even think it. Oh, you know. Okay. Um, All right. So, well, the way it works is you're going to roll a 4d6. And then you're going to drop the lowest, and you do that six times, and that, and then assign those as you like. So, uh, Brad, you go ahead first. Um, slash forward slash R mm-hmm. space four D six. Mm-hmm. You want to do that six times and take, and then drop the lowest each time. <clears throat> that first one, good nailed. God, you nailed it the first time. I'm going to do this six times. Yep, you have to do that six times. Okay. D6. Does this does this get capped out, Joe? At like 72, is that only for assigning? 72 is only for assigning. So 72 okay. will give you a an average amount. Like, basically, when you roll, you're taking the chance that you're going to get some really highs, but you might also get some really right. lows. Cool. He's looking pretty good. Like a beast. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he so is. one really more. <clears throat> yep. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be really. You're gonna be really solid. You're solid. Damn. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> okay. Nice. All right. So um, drop the lowest of each. So drop the lowest of each one, so that you and then add the remaining three, and then assign those. So go ahead and be looking at those. Write those down real quick, so that Jean and Dace can do theirs. Hank might actually wait. survive this module. So wait, <laughs> I dropped the lowest of the four rolls on each one? Is that what you said? Yeah. Of the four numbers, drop the lowest in each roll. So the top one would be five plus four plus five. And that's what I would put on something? Correct. Okay. So you don't get 18. You get yeah. 14. But still, I mean, that's 14 yeah. ain't nothing to fucking scoff at, you know? Gotcha. Like, Hank is like, a, Hank is above average. Like, on pretty much everything. Goddamn, Hank the Tank. Tank! <laughs> All right, uh, Jean, if you want to, or Dace, sorry, it looks like Jean's going somewhere. Sorry. I'm getting a, uh, Dace, I'm getting a pen and paper. Okay. Uh, Dace, right. if you want to go ahead and uh, do slash R46, uh, do that uh, six times. You got it, good buddy. Damn. Not bad. Not bad at all. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, same thing. You've got some that are a little lower, but you've also got some that are spectacularly high. Higher than, yeah. That's. I'm not disappointed. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so write those down. Right. Uh, Track the lowest one. Yep, and take the lowest one off each one, and then Jean can roll his when you're done. Word. That's so weird, this system. It just occurred to me that you actually. Like ideally, you would roll a one. So when you deduct the lowest one, you're you're hit for the least. Like you mm-hmm. don't want all four to be high. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess so. So. Holy um, bottom. Yeah, like correct. That uh, last roll there, was Dace? not as good. Is Dace? Uh, Dace, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. You're done. Cool. All right, uh, Jean, go ahead. If you're not already doing it, I think you already are. 
all good. <laughs> Man, you guys all you guys all did pretty well. Like yeah, like you guys are all having agents. With does anyone have a ten, or is everyone uh, at least eleven and above? I was one twelve. I feel like Benedict. Benedict's gonna be da, da, da. not bad. Twelve there. Benedict's got an eleven. Yeah. But what's your what's? I'll I'll uh, go ahead assign your assign your stats, um, and then my highest is fifteen, my lowest is eleven. Yeah. So bad. Brad, Brad, have you already assigned yours? Yeah. So what are you look What are you looking at? Where'd you put your stuff? Uh, strength fifteen, Constitution fourteen, Dexterity fourteen, Intelligence twelve, Power thirteen, and Charisma thirteen. Okay. So, and then there is a um. There's a thing uh, that we talked about kind of in the last one is distinguishing features. So anything that you have that's below a nine, which is nothing apparently for you guys, um, or that is above a 12, so 13 and above, like for each one of those things that's 13 or above, in the little space there next to it, just put like one word that describes how... um, how Hank is exceptional in that area. Like, and like, what, what do you think those would be like for the stuff that he's um, extra good at, greater than 13 at? He was a power lifter in high school, I guess will be strength. Okay. Uh, All right. Constitution. Um, I don't know. How serious do these have to be? They don't have to be exact, but so your your highest are basically your strength, constitution, your dexterity. Yeah. What is power There's again? A, That's like mental fortitude. Power is your willpower, or is like your your mental fortitude. Yeah. To, to, okay. Um, okay. But your highest is by far that you are a power lifter, and does that? I assume that affects the way Hank looks. Does Hank is Hank a, like a? He's like a pretty big guy. Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, big out um tall but his face face is like leathery as hell his face looks like he's 60 but his body's like um but he doesn't look bad either i mean he's got 13 to christmas still oh true i was at the same time charisma would be more personality than looks well yeah okay so it's all his personality he's got a he's a real real nice guy or maybe not nice but he's charismatic but the thing is, you're still dexterous too. So you know he's a big guy. You know, you know he's strong. He's he's a little wily as well. What's his dex? Fourteen. All right. Uh, what about uh, what about for Benedict? Where'd you where'd you put your stuff? What's so your highest? He's got fifteen in charisma. All right. And then fourteen intelligence, fourteen strength, and then. The rest are 12, 12, 11, Constitution. Yeah. So for the power. purpose of this, maybe just anything over 14, <laughs> give a distinguishing yeah. feature to, because you guys are so, <laughs> so exceptional. Solid rolls. So he's definitely a sweet talker. Yeah. He's uh, going to be a pseudo, pseudo intellectual. Yeah, okay. the double negative. Actually going to be, a, <laughs> you know... <laughs> He, he, every party he goes to, he won't shut up about um, <laughs> the art of war. <laughs> yeah. 
And then what does strength give again? Is that more physical or? Yeah, strength is like literally your physical All right. strength. Nice. Well, he is, he is a burly looking man with a large belly, so that works. Okay. And what about for uh, Benji? What's Benji's highest skills? I actually got two 15s, so I'll put one in intelligence instead that he's a bookworm. Right. And in charisma, and I put that he's disarming, like he's disarmingly charming. And got a 14 not, in death. He doesn't come across as threatening at all. Just, right. Yeah. He's just like a very sincere guy. Yeah. Um, got a 14 in dex, and I put that he was in cross country. And then a 13 in power, and I put strong beliefs. I think he's definitely a mama's boy, and like she instilled a lot of values in him. So anytime. Okay. His world is challenged by like insanity. He'll like rely on his mother in that way. Okay, so he's Masvia. he's got a really good foundation in his beliefs. Yeah. Reminds me of a uh, uh, water boy. Well, fellas, <laughs> mama's wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a a mix between water boy and if y'all watched Dirty Rock, Kenneth from Dirty oh, Rock. God. Yeah, that's so nice. great. Yeah. Nice. Um, so that's definitely got to be one of his bonds, his mama. Uh, well, she's dead, so that oh. can't actually oh. be his bonds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and on that, so on that point, let's let's go back to Brad, and let's talk about Hank's bonds. So how many bonds does Hank have? Two. All right. Oh, by the way, Dace, you have four bonds, according to the... Uh, Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Because I thought of another one, uh, cool. so that's good. Right, uh, so, so Hank, tell us about these two bonds that Hank has. Uh, the first one is the relationship with his five sons from five different wives: John, Jonathan, Joshua, James, and Junior. Fucking hell! <laughs> and uh, the second bond is a waffle house waitress, Sandy. He has a crush on her. Dude, I right, wait. That, 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 that. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Uh, relevant? <laughs> Just hold on. All right. So you've got two bonds, and your bond score with those people is your charisma score. That's where it's going to start. Okay. Uh, and that goes for all of you guys. So well, you everyone. I did. Dave. It's not important at this time. My bad. If I took it, something he wanted. All right. Um. So, and then now tell us about uh, Benedict's. Tell us about Benedict's uh, bonds. What what the keeps Benedict, Benedict grounded? Benedict uh, has a little plaything at work called Jeremy. This PA at the Daily Mail. Uh, it's a bit of an abusive relationship, but he likes to think it's all in good jest. It's all, it's all fun and games. How does Jeremy uh, feel about it? <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> he's also got, he's also got <laughs> Judy, uh, his elderly neighbor. Uh, he's okay. got Margie, his magpie. Um, and then uh, Barlow, his his older brother. Older, but definitely not wiser brother. Mm, okay. Kind of kind of outshone the older uh, the older brother there in life. Yeah. Yeah. What's this? What's the deal with this next door neighbor? Judy. <sighs> Judy likes to make him a, a cup of tea every now and then, and uh, Judy's kind of always been there, understands 
that it's all fun and games, a little bit of emotional badgering of the underlings, you know, because <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge with Judy. Okay, so it sounds so she's is she like uh, and this is in uh, is Judy in New York because that's where you're living, uh, right? Yeah, she right. Back? I think she's back home in Oxfordshire. Maybe, maybe she's just like she's your old neighbor. You, you call her every now and then, check in yeah, on her. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, and now tell us about Finnegan's bonds. Benji. 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 Sorry, not Finnegan. Finnegan. He's Bad not psychopath here. Never comes he's back. not here. <laughs> Finnegan. Wow. He's not here. He can't hurt you. Bad time. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like Benedict might have some Finnegan vibes. I'm catching a little oh, sociopathy walking off oh, of him. But, um, okay. Are we both Benji's in love with the same waiter or some shit? <laughs> well, okay. So my first bond was going to be a waitress at a diner named Letitia. <laughs> but when you said, what was it, Sandy? Yeah. I immediately thought how hilarious it would be if we shared the same bond. Yes, yes, I like it. That's exactly where my head. I I think that like I think that's a poor overall choice. <laughs> Just saying. Think about the hilarity. Like if neither of us know that we know we both know Sandy, and like we both Maybe. call her and just dump all this horrible shit on her. <laughs> like Maybe uh, Benji uh, has a crush on Sandra. She's like giving us two different names. <laughs> Why do you think that's a bad idea, Joe? You know, that's just you know, because I'm thinking of Sandy slash Sandra as a real person, and I'm just imagining how awful that would be to have yeah, two that's people funny. in your life. <laughs> if you guys wanted the same woman, but it but it definitely needs to be that you guys have not met each other beforehand. And so, like, if you're going to the same diner, talking to the same woman, eh, it doesn't really make, like, it's possible, certainly. Well, we are both... Or hell, boys. maybe Sandy's picking up, picking up hours at the Waffle House on 13th and the one down on 6th Ave. Okay. I'll, um, I'll think of a different bond, and if I have one that I like better than that, I'll swap it out. But for now, you don't I'll have to. Sandy. You, you don't have to think of a different one. If you think, like, if you guys want to do that, and you guys want to roleplay well, it out, because I, I trust you guys as role players to make it work. Well, we'll just see how it goes. I'm just saying. I like, yeah, I, I'm, okay. I've been talking to this girl, Sandy. Who knows if it's the same girl or not? I mean, our characters wouldn't know. We'll just <laughs> see how it develops. So, <laughs> what, what about the rest of Benji's bonds then? Okay, uh, then there's Skyler who was, uh, they were frat brothers at the University of Mississippi when he was going to undergrad. And Skyler's like uh, everything that Benji is not. He's like super handsome and popular and everything. And he sort of took him under his wing. And now Skyler is like a big business mogul in New York. And they sometimes still get together and have drinks at a bar. Um, what was the third one we came up with? I forgot the third one. One of your professors, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, an as yet unnamed professor with no background. I'll come up with that. Uh, but then for my 
fourth bond, I chose T-Model Ford, who is an actual uh, blues man from Mississippi. I think he's born in Forest, Mississippi. Uh, he doesn't actually remember his birthday. So he didn't know how old he is. But um, in 1995, he would have been around 72. And I think uh, Benji linked up with him and T-Model taught him how to play a blues guitar. Uh, okay. Damn. T-Model is just like, an out, in real life, he's just, well, he's dead now, but he was an outrageous character. Like, his music is awesome and hilarious. Yeah, like, yeah. Check, check out his song, Chicken Head Man. Chicken Head <laughs> I was man. about to say, I thought it was him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I just have to come up with a name for the professor, and those are my bonds. And the professor, this is, um, this is like the person you're currently like working underneath or like how yeah it'd be like his mentor his advisor for his dissertation okay gotcha all right cool so we've got our bonds in so the next kind of step in the character creation is i kind of want to know kind of want to know if you guys want to it doesn't sound like a lot of you guys have been involved in a lot of delta green operations but i'm thinking of specifically hank as a u.s marshal there are other things that can happen um there are things that can happen to people that can affect who they are and how they operate in the world uh specifically things like being a damaged veteran not necessarily of Delta Green operations, the kind of things that give you a little bit, just like a little touch of hardness to the things that affect people's sanity in the world of Delta Green, which are violence and helplessness. Um, you can also have had, you know, you could also claim that, you know, that experience, the supernatural experience you had, had kind of hardened you, you know, or don't feel, be afraid to say, hey, maybe I have done a few Delta Green missions. And so I'm a little bit of a Delta Green vet at this point. Um, so the uh, options uh, are on page uh, 38 under damaged veterans. Um, and they are the uh, inoculation to extreme violence or the exposure to extreme violence, exposure to captivity or imprisonment, which is helps with uh, helplessness. There's hard experience, um, and then there is things man was not meant to know. So, all right, hold on. Where's let's see? Okay, I see it now. I definitely want to use one of these if I can. What's the disadvantage? This is just an extra kind of little bonus thing I get. You can read. You can read the descriptions there of each one. There are disadvantages oh, yeah. um, to having each one. I think I'm definitely going to go with things man was not meant to know due to the whole crossroads incident. Yeah. You went down. I mean, you went. So, so, so. And correct me if I'm wrong. Benji went down, like basically tracked down and discovered where this blues legend went to sell his soul to the devil. Went down there and engaged in some of the same, like occultic kind of stuff, and right. had an experience. Right. Yeah. And in Clarksdale, where Robert Johnson sold his soul, there's like a historic crossroads that's like the landmark mm -hmm. but then if you ask like locals they'll point you to a different crossroads that's just like 
theoretically the or supposedly the actual crossroads where it happened. So he went okay. to that one and did this ritual. Okay, gotcha. All right. Um, so then, if that's the case, then for Benji, then go ahead and add ten percent to your unnatural skill, twenty percent to your occult. So Benji's a bit up to his highballs in this stuff. Already. Yeah, my cult is my cult is sixty now. Yeah. Uh, once you do that, reduce your sanity by your hour stat. The maximum or the current? Uh, your current. Okay. Because I think did all that stuff fill in automatically? Yes, it did. Yeah. So your current goes down. It's now 52. All right. Um, and you are going to get a... Your new breaking point is going to be a little different because your new breaking point is going to be 52 minus 13. So your new breaking point is going to be 39. Okay. Do we also need to choose a motivation? Yes, motivations are going to be a thing. Uh, they're not as important to play, but there are still things that can kind of inform this. Um, especially for you, because you're going to be doing this. So so let me roll a quick D8. Let's see what we got here. Five. All right. There is a risk uh, over in the motivations um, area. I would like for Benji for you to write um, fugues or disassociation or whatever you want to maybe this disassociative disorder might be easier to understand basically um you go into catatonia you just write catatonia if you want you go into catatonia um and have a tendency to kind of shut down when encountering things that are similar to the experience that you had in cleveland all right so sometimes when you encounter the unnatural there's a risk that you might kind of go down shutdown mode kind of go into this dissociative yeah. I said Cleveland, didn't I? It was Clarksdale, Mississippi. Clarksdale. Okay, That's Clarksdale, Mississippi. <laughs> All right. So, do the other guys, do you guys want to take any of the damaged veteran subtypes? I don't think it makes sense for Benedict. You don't think so? Okay. And what about... I don't for, want uh... All right, cool. All right. And then, so the last thing um, is probably under motivations. Um... Uh, Motivations are basically, we decided when we were playing before that we were going to use a similar system to things like, to like D&D and stuff of like an advantage system. Now, in the book, motivations are typically used for you to regenerate willpower without resting. So say if you were a doctor and you had a motivation to help the, help the sick, and you healed someone, you'd be like, well, that was you fulfilling a personal motivation. You would get a little willpower back for that, right? I have not seen willpower be that big of a thing. It may be a lot different due to the nature of this campaign, but I am really considering actually using your motivations to be an opportunity for you guys to earn bonuses to your roles, to, but basically by fulfilling a motivation that that's how you're going to get a 20% bonus on a roll. I like that. You, like, you guys like that? Okay. Like, with limited, you know, because I want to put down, like, one of my main goals just as, like, a marshal is to capture known fugitives. So, like, put, like, a a cap on how often I can use that. 
So like every time I'm yeah. shooting at a bad guy, you know, I can't roll an extra. But um, right. Well, it's like, or maybe something yeah. just like, or maybe something just like catch bad guys. Maybe that's a little more broad. It's like you get more opportunities for that, but it's not so broad, you know. So yeah, like yeah. something that's not like so broad that it can just be achieved. Like eat breakfast should not be a motivation. Well, okay. So I was gonna, as my first motivation, I was gonna say make mama proud. <laughs> make mama proud. That, is that too general? I think make mama proud is a bit general, unless you can tell me specific, something pretty specific that made mama proud. Like make mama <laughs> proud. Never tell a lie. Like, like that would be like something kind of specific because make mama proud. It's, it's a bit broad. <laughs> Okay. I think the number of motivations you want, you really want four or five. Four or five. Four or five. We don't have to do them all now. Like we're gonna we're gonna investigate and kind of learn these characters a little bit as we go. So it will be easier a little later. But let's try to get at least two or three right now. Like what are what are the kind three. of things that uh, you've got three? I think. So I wanted yeah, I can't think or I could think of two more if I really had to. I want to do just like capture known fugitives as a motivation. Provide for his sons and ex-wives as one. Okay. And live up to his family's legacy as the law, officer of the law. Okay. All right. That one's a little more broad, but it's still all right. Man, I wish I had a shade on this damn window. It is so bright. <laughs> um, what about for Benedict? We think Ben. We think it's Benedict. I don't know. I was thinking it's probably something around uncovering secrets or something linked back to understanding why, when handed a pamphlet, his entire life changed. But I can't really keep that. I can't really generalize well, it, it in a way that makes Would it be sense. part of his part of his identity as a journalist? Might be kind of like, right. you know, like like hey, like uncover the truth about uncover that. the truth. Done. You know, um, or even like. You know, like, or maybe I don't know. Was he like a big, like, exposed corruption in the government kind of person? And now you're part of a secret underground government <laughs> agency, right? It's like I don't know, like, yeah. like, like, or maybe is Benedict's thing? Does he like? I mean, he sounds like a bit of a sociopath, a bit of a narcissist in some yeah. way. So, like, is he yeah, like yeah. get more, get more well known, make more money, that kind of thing? Like, is I are those the kind of things that he likes? He's gonna want to. I don't know, like dominate uh, meaningless interactions with other people. Or like, not so much like dominate a community or anything else. He just wants to be the fucking guy in whatever situation he is part of. Okay, like hmm. be the center of attention, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Cool. I think that's All okay right. for now. We'll figure out the rest. He's still a little bit blurry in my mind. Okay, I got you. Um, and what about for uh, old uh, old Benji? I've got what does Benji like? Make Mama proud. Parentheses the golden rule. I figure that might make it more narrow. Okay. All right. Treat others right. as you would want to be treated. Yeah, yeah. Um, learn more about the Clarksdale incident. Okay. Spread the joy of the blues and boogie woogie. Gotcha. <laughs> Finish dissertation okay. and record blues album. All right. So, uh, so you have those written on your sheet, just like that. Yep. All right. So, so that Joe can destroy a few of them. 
which oh, one just, will go? Just one. <laughs> so, uh, the second one. Yep. Which was... Learn more about the Clarksdale incident. You know, you just, at this point, you just don't even know if you want to know. <laughs> okay. Should I delete that one? Don't delete it. It's still there. Um, you can do things to get that motivation back. But it is basically covered over by your current mental disorder. Okay. Your mental disorder is kind of like, kind of currently like fulfilling that slot. So, all right. No, Joe, that the video that's streaming is on like uh, your Fred boat or like some menu on Discord. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's all over the place. Oh, it's going. Sorry, it's it's because I switched pages. It'll mm. it'll be back. Gotcha. It's because I don't have multiple computers to run this <clears> off of. Amateur, right? <laughs> um, but yeah. So if you guys are good with that, then so is there? Do you guys have any questions, um, like about what else is going on? And like when it comes to equipment. All right. So like some of the equipment stuff is going to be handled. I know. Like you got like primarily Hank. Hank had some questions about like, yeah, I'm like a member of the SWAT team of the U.S. Marshals. Do I get to bring all my SWAT stuff? I would say that you have access to it, but you do not keep that around. Like that is at your office. That okay. is kept under lock and key in the SWAT van. Now you're obviously going to have a much easier time getting it than most people, but it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But well, can we? It would be fair that I have my agency bad badge and a I would say that you definitely pistol. have you definitely have everything that's listed under the federal agent stuff which is like badge a sidearm um, a yeah. pistol you know like a basic bulletproof vest a jacket that says marshal across it that kind of thing now can I take the battering ram <laughs> I would say no <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> Alright. Um, so are so are we good then? Do you guys like where this is at? We, right. yeah. mentioned we needed to come up with, with a code name, didn't we? Like Oh yeah. Part you of the need M to need a code name that starts with the letter M. Ooh. So have you guys you guys thought about this? It sounds like John has. I may have got it wrong though. Because I thought it needed to be like M dash. I chose M pudding, um. but that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> So, no. I remembered it, but I did it so wrong. All right. I think, you, uh, had to, you had the spirit of it. I had the spirit, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 all for inputting, uh, but uh, I think uh, <laughs> Hanks will be uh, molasses since he's from Georgia. Molasses, <laughs> Agent Molasses. All right. I think Benedict is gonna be Matador. Agent Matador. Ooh, that's really good. Um, uh, get up and put him. <laughs> and put it. <laughs> it's just so dumb, but it's all I can think of. Like, my brain has latched onto it, and I can't get over it. But if I was... Agent Meacher, as in Pleaster. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Meacher. Done it. Is it spelled it like a? Is, is it spelled like it's from a different language? Like it has some apostrophes and like some funny like, symbols. 
syllables in it. M E E T C H A. Mucha. Mucha. Agent Mucha. All right. Um, he's fine. I don't fucking care. These are your agency names. So, so all that being said, so you've got. So, are you guys? Do you guys want those names? Yeah. Is that what you want? Yes. Right. Not what I want. It's all I can think of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's not the it's not the code name we want, but it's the code name we deserve. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So that being said, um, let's take a quick break. Um, we'll just like hit some roll twenty stuff real quick because there's going to be something that we're going to be doing, and then um, and we can like get into it you guys down Ooh. yeah hell yeah and that would have been a great place for an outro but here's future joe closing things out thank you for joining us here at the start of our delta green to possible landscapes journey uh with our cast of chuckle fox and i promise you <laughs> i i promise this is going to be a wild ride uh Keep in mind, we post stuff regularly over on Reddit and Twitter. Um, those links are attached to the episode notes below. Uh, we have a Patreon, too. Uh, if you you know, if you like what you listen to, consider going over there. Uh, but we would love for you to swing by, uh, especially on Reddit, and introduce yourself to the community. Uh, let us know what you think about the podcasts and whatnot. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, but listen, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we will catch you next time. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.